Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we talk top 10 tight ends and opting out on the Back Row Fantasy Show starting now. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Neil Crabtree. Hey, Arms, how you doing? I'm on vacation. Arms is on vacation. Neil, how you doing over there? I'm doing great. Okay, Just Neil. Like recent name change. Neil is also not around. So we've got Lambert and PJ in the house. Thanks for coming. Desperate times. Desperate times. Desperate I know tons about football, so I'm excited to be here. Yeah, P- PJ knows all there is to know about football. Everything. I'm the star quarterback on my team. I don't know if that's true or not, but thanks for joining us again. I don't think PJ's ever played a down of football in his life. And and as per usual, last time he was on, he just added a little bit of color commentary. Don't expect a lot out of PJ. It's the Lambert and Bark show on the Back Row Fantasy Show. And we're going to talk tight ends. It's not going to be a long one. Vacations and quarantines have got everyone down. Arms is in Florida. I don't think he realizes like when he comes back, like he's got a quarantine. He's, he's just got to stay home. He's not coming in here. He's, he's, he's got to quarantine. That's fair. He's going to come back with the COVID. Maybe you can get some of those uh, rapid response swabs like Mike DeWine does. Is that what he's got? Is that, is that what worked? Is that what That's cured? What, did That's you what not got hear? him out of meeting did, Trump, apparently. Uh, I Well, I can't say that I blame him too awfully much. So I wouldn't want to meet him either. I'd say I've got COVID, HIV, whatever it takes. And, and that goes the same for the other nominee. It goes the same for all politicians. Like, I don't want to meet none of you. What if he has corona or HIV? Who? Trump. I don't know. He's got something that makes him orange. Like, what if he's not scared of the HIV because he already has it? So you can come around because you got the HIV. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to meet him no matter what. Same with Biden. Stay away. Oh, that's fair. Bunch of creepers. He'd probably sniff your hair. He probably would. He'd be like, (laughs) Bark, I love this show. Oh, my God. I love it so much. But anyways, we're not going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about top 10 tight ends. Lambert, did you come prepared on short notice? I, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to put you on I the mean, spot. I mean, I, I think I know who I want. Well, that, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's definitely. That's who a, I would take. That's a plus. Yeah. Do you Are you prepared, PJ? I'm so prepared. I, I I've got all the tight ends in my head that I would want in my top 10, for sure. Okay. Are, are most of them fake, fakely named? Um, we'll figure that out as we go. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So anyways, let's just go. Should we go one through 10 or, or backtrack 10 to one? I feel like, like on the last episode with the wide receivers, I feel like it's just easier to go to start at one because then the surprises start to hit you. I'm good with that. After about three or four. So just to put you on the spot, Lambert, who is your number one tight end for 2020 and why? Well, that's easy. It's George Kittle. And uh, I'm going to guess that's a consensus. Are you sure you're not arms? <laughs> yeah, Kittle down the middle all day long. No, uh, he averaged the most points per game last year, uh, 16 and a half. And, uh, and I don't see him slowing down at all. I don't, I don't either. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually on board with the Kittle. So Kittle's my number one as well. I don't think 
that San Francisco upgraded their wide receiver core quite enough to take him out of the number one spot. And you look at who's around him. Like, there's other tight ends around him that are lesser names. There's one other guy. I assume number two might be a consensus with us all. But, PJ, who's your number one tight end? Did you say George Kettle? Kennel? George Kittle. Kit, yep. That guy. That guy. Okay. So, see, I told you. he's good. Gen- General consensus, like Lambert said. That's right. If you're not a big football guy and you're listening for the first time, PJ's got some rankings for you. Oh, P- yeah. PJ will. He is here for you. He will confuse the shit out of you. Oh, that, yeah. That thousand, <laughs> thousand percent. So, num- number two, I've got Travis Kelsey. I assume you've oh, got absolutely. the same guy. Again, I said, this might be a 12-minute episode. Right, yeah. It might be. We'll just go through and name 10 guys, and all right, see ya. One minute. One minute <laughs> per tight end. It's it's a lightning round of tight ends. So, Kittle and Kelsey, if you have someone else in your top two, we would like to know. So, at the Back Row Show, let us know if you've got someone besides Kittle and Kelsey I suppose number three could enter the conversation. I have a feeling we're going to be down the line there too. Yeah, are we? Who is it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Number three, I want. Ah, it's so hard. Mark Andrews. Okay. Dang it! This show is going to suck. <laughs> I also would like to take Mark Andrews, and and that is because I, I think that Dallas Goddard is a threat this year. You think like so? I, I do. I think Dallas Goddard is finally a threat to cut into Ertz just enough to where it knocks Ertz out of the top four or five. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, I still like Zach Ertz, but Mark Andrews is intriguing. Yeah, he is. And that offense, it's high-powered. It's just going to keep on rolling. Yeah, and there's not really – I mean, Marquise Brown is, is okay as a deep threat, but they still don't have a PPR guy no. in Baltimore. No. I mean, to me, that's Mark Andrews. The only thing I wonder about is Lamar Jackson supposedly – Wants to go downfield more. I don't know if they're going to let him or not in Baltimore. Well, they go added Dobbins, more. so that helps. Yeah, um, Lamar, and it's it's the way things go too. I think Lamar they'll start figuring out that offense, and I think that they'll they'll throw to the tight end more. Yeah, he's he's the he's the most talented, probably pass catcher on the team as far as right moving the chains. And I Marquise Brown's not that guy every day because I traded him to you. For what? Do you remember? I don't. I don't remember. But it couldn't have been much. Uh, like, I was just dealing my tight end. I had Mark Andrews and Evan Ingram, and I threw you Andrews, which was a terrible idea. Was it Was it just last year? I only. I think, I think I've so. only had him for a year. Yeah, I think it was last year. So now we've got to look this up. So one of our favorite tight ends. <laughs> I want to. I want to know exactly what happened there. Did you say that Andrews guy was a deep throat? No, he's not a deep throat. He's <laughs> he's not a deep threat either. Oh, oh. but uh, I I did mention Marquise Brown is a deep throat. So <laughs> I mean, there there is one guy on that team that that's a deep threat. Gotcha. All right, pronounce it better. I'm going to find this trade. All right, so so we found it. I've got it, Lambert. What 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 oh, is I'm so what disappointed is the, in myself? What is the trade? I gave up Stafford, Matt Stafford, okay, uh, Mark Andrews, and Tony Jefferson for Daniel Jones, Justice Hill, and Josie Jewell. Oh man! Oh man! So you got what? You got a quarterback? Who I got you, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones for what was that again? What did I receive? Stafford, <laughs> Stafford, and Mark Andrews. Wow! And Tony Jefferson. That was so bad. That's awesome. For you, I'm 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 
pretty pumped about that whole mm, that whole thing. That's terrible. Awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry I found that. Well, you know, it honest to God, like the honest truth about it is he is a tight end. I, I mean Yeah, but you how, try when, to win positions. Last, when's the last time a tight end won you a league? Eh, if you got Kittle, probably. Yeah. Kelsey. Maybe, maybe if you got Kittle. Anyway, so so I agree with you. I, I like Mark Andrews as the as the number three tight end. I mean the dude's well. only twenty three, so yeah, and he's you, you obviously should have good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and looking across uh, some of the rankings out there, Andrews is high in him. He, he's top four at almost every set of rankings that I've seen. Yeah. So yep. I don't I don't think we went too far off the rails putting Andrews ahead of Ertz. That being said, is Ertz your number four? No, still not. I like it. Who's who is number four? Don't you dare say Evan. Ingram. I'm going to. You're I think go- when the dude's what? on the field, he's so. He's so good. He's good. I think I think Ingram is is a solid number four. I, I'm kind of tossing him and Hunter Henry uh, there. Uh, which That's I'm interesting. Giving away my five, but I like Ingram. Uh, I mean, when he plays, his points per game are awesome. I I, I guess I can't hate it too bad. Who who you got? I've <laughs> got you Beach. I've got Dwayne the Rock Johnson from Game Day. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That that's a solid pick. He bought the XFL. Actually, CPG, you bring value. Let's talk real quick about that. <laughs> so we've got our top. What was that? Your that was your that was four, four was Evan Ingram. I haven't released my four yet, but Dwayne the Rock Johnson bought the XFL. Well, not just him, but yeah, him and a group of yeah, partners, yep. which means him and Kevin Hart and Steve Austin. Probably <laughs> and, it should be uh, entertaining as hell. Superfly Jimmy Snuka bought the XFL, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm excited. There apparently was an XFL video game in development. Oh, really? Yeah. There, wow. There's pictures of uh, of that. So there was a game in development. Now The Rock can maybe make some of that come to Man, fruition. I think, I think Vince McMahon was working like he was doing good things. I The XFL was looking pretty good. Right. I know the ratings weren't like outstanding, but they were solid for what it is. Yep. And I mean, I think it's a smart move because if – for some reason, the NFL season gets cut short, or this pandemic just doesn't in, uh, ease up. XFL spring football. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, it absolutely. is. It's right well, after high the, schools talking about flipping spring sports, really and fall sports. Yeah, because like a lot of your fall sports are contact sports, football, um, soccer, things like that, and they're thinking about moving that to the spring, bringing baseball, um, volleyball. Into the fall. That makes more which, sense to which me. I think volleyball is a fall sport anyway. But, yeah. I I, I also think that makes sense. Yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah. Wow. Just Well, and that's just something I've heard in high schools, not uh, not any other level of football. I, into the spring. I really hope that happens. That would be really cool. Yeah. But XFL, I mean, if it's ever going to work, that this is a good time to, to try it out, in my opinion. So... Who knows? I mean, Dwayne Rock Johnson could probably could, could have probably saved the what was it the the USFL, mm. like Doug Flutie back in the day, <laughs> the United States Football League or something yeah. like that. If Dwayne Rock Johnson was behind it, I mean, people are going to want to watch anything that he has anything to do with. Right. So, kind of love it there. Good, good PJ. Good, thank you. Good while boy. We're, while we're kind of in the weeds too, um, we should talk about uh, Darius guys. Well, I mean, yeah, we can. We we, we should probably, <laughs> probably touch should. on that. And what I else? don't know the whole story, but there was something. Go ahead and talk about guys because there was something. Okay, 
So while well, you're thinking of what you were thinking of, so so Darius Geis is no longer a member of the Washington football team. Right. He apparently got in a domestic incident. Um, I'm hearing it was a domestic incident, much like Ray Rice. You know, gets, there was strangulation involved. Was there really? I think so. I thought I read that. Well, that I don't. I don't want to say that and then wow. be completely wrong. Yeah, I, I haven't read enough up on it, but he he is no longer a member of that football team, and. That 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 it could be the end of his career. Oh man, that yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's injury prone to begin with, and now he's not a member of the Washington football team. They released him pretty much immediately, so whatever it was must right. have been pretty bad. <clears throat> so this has nothing to do with tight ends, but who's the beneficiary? Antonio Gibson. I have to agree. I, I mean, I think Adrian Peterson starts out um, just because of the shortened preseason. But uh, yeah, and it helps it helps Gibson's stock, I think. Yeah, uh, right here, twenty-three about... year old running back faces charges include one count of strangulation. My God, I Sweet thought he was a Jesus. I thought he was a halfway okay human being. Right, I thought. Well, there you go, arms. Uh, all your guys love. Oh man! Now we can finally say Poor to guy. get off of him, get <laughs> off guy. of Geis's jock, and right. move on. The other thing I was thinking about was all the big name players that are opting out of college. Yeah. Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman. Well, I guess that's the two big names. But but Moore will follow, we're yeah. sure. I yep, mean, who's absolutely. who wants to risk everything? You know, they're they're going to get paid at the next right. level as long as the NFL keeps going. So why? Well, I mean, you've got to think players it? like uh, Fields from Ohio State, yeah. Trevor Lawrence. You know what these guys are capable of, and they're going to be. I mean, Lawrence is the number one pick overall. Absolutely. So why risk it? Uh, you don't. Yep. You just don't. So. You've got that, and then you've got you got big name players opting out of of the actual league as well. I mean, what who's the who's the linebacker in uh, New England? Was it? Uh, oh, I know Damian Williams. He, he Damian Williams out. opted out. Yeah, uh, Marquise Goodwin opted out. Yep. Who was that? Collins. Was it Jamie Collins? No, it was the other. Was it High Tower? Dante High Tower. Yes. yes. Dante High Tower opted out. So, I mean, there's still time. When was the opt out date? Was, I thought it was Thursday. I think it was Thursday, which I think is kind of crazy. I think to that's put a, stupid to put a time limit on it. Yeah, you're yeah. basically telling players like, "Nope, you got to play now." And right. I, that's, yeah, that's not. There's happen. no way that'll fly. Yeah, but yeah, so players are opting out. Got teams once again NFL every year. Guys like Darius Geis, you know, you 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 can't choke someone. You, <laughs> you can't really do that and play football. Nope. So what about Bryce Love? I mean, Bryce Love, if healthy. Yeah. Does this mean buy low on Bryce Love, grab him where you can, and, I mean, and I hope would. it pays if off? If he's cheap enough, I'd I'd grab him. I'd I'd grab him too. I mean, it's we know what he can do when he's healthy. It's right. been a long time since he's healthy, but of course you got well, that Marcus was too. Yeah, but you got that Marcus Lattimore syndrome. Like you're just scared they'll never oh, yeah. come back to full strength. But apparently he's fully cleared for contact. Uh, as a Dolphins fan, got to throw out two is fully cleared. Saw that. Preston Williams, Williams is fully is cleared. cleared. Yep, uh, that's big, exciting. Big for Miami. So, at, at least Washington went out and grabbed some running backs. They've got Bryce Love, Antonio Gibson. That's my guy too. I, I, he is a strong buy right now. Yeah, but I mean, they signed J.D. McKissick and Peyton Barber as well. So one of those guys all of a sudden is definitely going to make the football team. Right. So Peyton Barber's not terrible. Mm. I, I think. I mean, I, I think it was more the Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Ronald Jones had a super slow start, and I really do believe Ronald Jones is going to be a pretty good back. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, he's on his way. I so hope maybe so. Peyton Barber's better than we thought. Like yeah. if 
if uh, the football team, yeah, <laughs> if the football team's line is better than uh, Tampa Bay's line, then we might see Peyton Barber actually come into some fantasy relevance too. But Antonio Gibson definitely the guy. Uh, number four tied in for me. I think I'm going to go a little bit into left field on this one. I'm going to put Gronk back up there. You going that high I, on I'm, Gronk? I'm going to go Gronk that high. I, I think uh, a year off football has done him some good. He retired early anyways. Uh, he, I mean, the injury bug has always been bad with him, but who knows what we get out of Rob Gronkowski rested. A rested Rob Gronkowski. He doesn't even have to switch quarterbacks. Still got Tom Brady throwing to him and I, I am a firm believer in that meme where Tom Brady's like Mike Evans is wide open, and it, I, what was that meme? Oh yeah, uh, but he's farther than five yards downfield. And Tom's squinting a little <laughs> yeah. bit, like where. So I mean, Gronk, Gronk will be that guy that that can uh, that can get shallow for a forty-nine-year-old. I don't know how old he is. He yeah, 40, he's, he's old, old as hell. Yeah. But I like Gronk. I think Gronk's going to catch plenty of uh, red zone opportunities. I think he's going to be just fine. I wouldn't doubt a major resurgence, and, and it, it's it's tight ends. Yeah, I mean to be number four doesn't mean you no, have to be no. wonderful. And no. and I would normally put Ertz there, but I think Goddard's a threat. I think Philadelphia up, up, upgraded their surrounding cast just enough to where Ertz takes a little bit of a hit. I don't think he's ever going to have a season like he did in that what twenty eighteen. Was that his big one? 18 or 17, I can't remember. One or the other, I think we saw his ceiling already, so I don't really expect Ertz to to tear it up. So I'm going to go Rob Gronkowski at the number four spot. Peach, do you have one? Uh, I'm going to play the Uno reverse card and go back to you. <laughs> Uno reverse back to me, so Lambert, number five spot. Number five. I uh, thought about kicking him up to four, but I put him at five. Another injury-prone guy, Hunter Henry. Um, I don't think the Chargers did a whole lot for that uh, for that offense. Um, to Rod Taylor starting, maybe Justin Herbert. Uh, I think Hunter Henry will do well this year as long as he stays healthy. I, I worry just a little bit about Tyrod Taylor being the guy. I don't. I'm trying to remember when he was in Buffalo and where else was he? Cleveland. Cleveland. I'm Before trying, Baker took over. Trying to remember the tight end production from those years and and the fact that I can't. Remember the tight end production worries me about the future of tight end production with Tyrod Taylor. If Justin Herbert gets in there, I like yep. I, I like Hunter Henry a lot, but with Tyrod Taylor, I, I worry some. So he's he's not my five. Uh, I'm I'm going to take another bit of a a reach and a stretch. I think I think Noah Fant gets to the five That's spot solid. this year. They've got a lot of weapons in that offense. They do, and and I actually am on record as of the past three or four episodes, as basically saying that it's going to be hard for anyone to have a massive season uh, in Denver. But I, you know, looking back on some of the tape and looking back on some of the stats from Noah Fant, he had a pretty good rookie year. Yeah. And a lot of that was over the second half of the season. And sometimes I have to remind myself, I like how guys finish the season more than I like how they start. I like, I like when a guy finishes strong, it means he's, He's learned something about the game, learned how to get open. What? You like when guys finish strong? I knew that was going to happen. So, me just, me so just many like ways. look right I at I knew each that other. was going to happen. Uh, I sorry, like when I'm a guy sorry. finishes, I, you know, yep. strong. Strong. Just uh, <laughs> strong out of the gate. I, I, I like the talent. So once it gets past the top three for me, I think the options are wide open. Well, and like you said, it's tight ends, so it doesn't take a lot. I mean, one big game, 
uh, in the season can move a guy up several spots. Yeah, so I don't. I yeah, don't. one big breakout. Yep. You know, one Tyreek Hill like game. Well, and I mean, with all the weapons they have, they're going to have to cover. It's going to be hard to cover everybody. Yeah. So the tight end is probably going to get lost in the shuffle. Well, and Darren Waller started out super strong, faded down the stretch, still finished as a top five right. tight end. Yep. Like I just, I think Noah Fant can be consistent. I think he can be like that five for 65 guy on a consistent basis, yeah. which will probably put him right at five. Yep. Sprinkle in some touchdowns, of course. You you got any guys that you like finishing strong on this one, PJ? Um, are, no. you, are you going to play I, a I don't, uh, wild card? I don't. I don't and change want, the color on me to, to I green. Don't, I don't want to chime in on this round because you said guys finishing strong. Jesus. I don't even want a part of this conversation. <laughs> Next round, I'll get you. Fine, whatever. Lambert six, six. I'm, uh, I'm probably going to throw Ertz in there, um, just because he's he's been there before. He knows. He knows how to play. I think he's still good. Um, I don't see his – I'm going to guess this is his last year of relevancy just because Goddard, I think, is that good. Um, and it seems like that offense is moving in a positive direction with the personnel they've been adding. But, yeah, I like Ertz this year. I, I agree on the sixth spot with Ertz. Like, I don't like him any higher because I really do believe in Dallas Goddard. I really like Jalen Rager. I really like Miles Sanders. Like, those three guys – they're, they're going to cut into somebody, and I, I still think it's Ertz, but that doesn't mean he doesn't finish six. So right. I've, I've got him six as well. I mean, he's still a good tight end. I'm looking through these tight ends thinking, like, who who could bump Ertz out of this spot? And I don't really see anyone that's a sure bet. There, there's some options. There's a few guys that could definitely finish six ahead of Ertz, but not ones that I absolutely love. So Ertz is it for me, too. Seven. Seven. Uh, it's really. <laughs> I'll probably go Fant. I would put Fant in there uh, See, just for all the reasons that you mentioned. At least we're sticking sticking to the board somewhat. Like I don't right. feel terrible for having Fant at five if you've got him at seven. Right. So. Well, I mean, it's, it's so close. The whole the whole tight end landscapes. Close. It is. It is. So seven. Uh, there's a guy I keep wanting to put there, but I just can't. I, I'm gonna take another stretch. I I don't see. The talent exactly elevated in 2020 over 2019 at the pass-catching position, to put it vaguely, in Miami. So I think Mike Gusecki. That's my eight. Mike Gusecki, I I think, can be that seven guy. I mean, he finished strong. He's finally showing signs of life. Like He had a pretty good 2019. And if Tua Tagovailoa gets in, I mean, it's going to open up the whole offense when he does get in there which means that Mike Gusecki, I think, will get even more opportunities due to two attack of Aloha. So, yeah, Mike Gusecki. I, I'm kind of happy that I got Noah Fant and Gusecki in my top seven. It's time for some new blood in there. So that's my guy at number seven. So, obviously, why do you have him at eight? Uh, just because of where he plays. Uh, they had him in the slot a lot last year, um, and I think it's going to continue because I don't think they have someone that can play that position well enough. Uh, I did read a report that they're asking Malcolm Perry, which is a seventh-round pick, I Yeah, think, Ma- Malcolm Perry out of Navy. He's yeah. actually a really solid uh, gadget-type guy, but I don't know if he's going to be effective as a rookie. Well, yeah, they're trying to get him to learn that slot receiver role, and I think Gusecki is he's still going to fill that role, um, fill a need there, catching passes. Yeah, Malcolm Perry's not going to come in year one as a seventh-round draft pick and, and just be the slot guy. It's not going to happen. Albert Wilson's a possibility. 
if he can stay healthy, like he's a good slot guy for Miami. Yeah. But like you said, it doesn't matter who they want to play the slot. Gasecki's going to be there a right. good bit. So, so yeah, I like that reasoning a ton because that, that's part of why I can't I remember what too. the numbers were, but there was some crazy stat of how many snaps he played in the slot, and the next closest guy was like hundreds of snaps lower. And it was next uh, next guy on the team or in the league tight end in the league in the wow yeah, the tight end playing in the slot it was um, Greg Olson was the next highest but it was like I want to say Gasecki had like three forty seven and uh, and Olson had like two something two twenty maybe I can't remember now but it's some just astronomical man I I want to find that that's really interesting anyways. I will find it eventually. So, yeah, I like that. I, I And that's a good reasoning because slot receivers are kind of the new thing in the NFL. So right. Mike Gusecki playing all those snaps in the slot. Love that. Who you got at number nine? I think we have spent one minute per tight end. Well, I think you still have to get your eight, don't you? Uh, yeah, because Gusecki was your eight. So yeah. th- this is where I had a hard time knocking this guy down this much. Like, I don't believe... He is who we saw, and I mentioned him earlier, but Darren Waller, I still think on that team, even though they've got Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards, I still think Darren Waller is good enough to be the number eight tight end overall. I'm, I'm going to sadly leave some guys out that you you put on this list. <laughs> There's just no other option, but but Darren Waller, like he caught fire. I think, I think it's going to be more of the same in 2020. I think he's going to have a strong first half, and he's going to fade again. But it's going to be enough to to keep him in the top ten. A lot of rankings I've seen, he's in the top five. I think that's a little ludicrous myself. He's not young either. No. I think Darren Waller's already into his 27. 30. Oh, is he 27? 27. I thought he was 30. I guess he is still kind of young, kind of in his prime. And and he is a new breakout at tight end. So I had to give him the respect that he that he has coming to him. He's I'll throw him in at number eight. Number nine. Number nine. Man, that's so difficult picking this low um i kind of want to throw goddard in there but i'm i'm not i'm gonna throw johnny smith johnny yep i think him him winning the job there he's he's actually gonna be the number one and i think uh that offense plays efficiently with Tannehill at the helm so i think uh i think there will be a lot of a lot of points for him ppr wise i don't i don't hate that because again i you know Corey davis i still think could be traded like I, I'm not 100% Corey Davis is going to be on that team all the way through the season. And you know, besides A.J. Brown, who's going to catch the balls? Jonu Smith is the guy. Is Delaney yep. Walker even still there? No, he's out. I mean, that's big for Jonu Smith. And yep. he showed flashes last year. So when he, Yeah, when he played – I mean, when he got the start and relief of Walker, he played really well. Yeah, I, li- I like Jonu. I kind of wish I had him in my top ten, but I do not unfortunately. So I, I, I struggled with my nine here, but I am I am going to roll with, with one of your guys. I will put Evan Ingram in there at number nine. You are correct. When he is on the field, he's good. Like He's, he's really good. If, if he played 16 games, he's a top five tight end easy, but it's hard to count on him for that. So I can't, can't really put him there, but in New York, I've seen a lot of rumblings. Now it's just projection. But a lot of people have, you know, Kyler Murray as this breakout MVP candidate. 
for 2020, which I love because, as you know, I love right. Kyler Murray. Arms, arms does, too. He absolutely loves him. But Daniel Jones, I've seen a lot of talk on him taking a big leap this year. And if he does, who, he who's the beneficiary? He had some really big games last year, too. He did. He was pretty good for yep. a rookie. He, he had his problems. He fumbled a lot. He yep. had some interceptions. They had some line issues, too. Major line issues, yep. which they've worked on. Yep. They did a lot of work on the line this offseason. So if he does take a, a, a leap, who who the heck is the beneficiary of that? Is it Sterling Shepard? Is it Darius Slayton? I mean, it's to me, it's Ingram easy if he's on yep. the field. Yes, if Saquon and Ingram are going to catch a ton of balls. They should. You're laughing about catching balls, aren't you? <laughs> My Just God. people finishing and catching balls. Dude, that's the third strike. You told somebody, You said somebody was a deep third earlier. Like <laughs> that, that was you. This whole podcast is out of this world right now. That, that was you that said something about deep throat. That wasn't me. Well, it sounded like it. The only deep throater I know uh, is the host of the Dynasty Rewind podcast. I believe his last name's Bauer. He's a deep thrower. Love that guy. Yeah. yeah. Solid guy and, and, you know, one of the deepest throats in the fantasy game. <laughs> so, <laughs> number 10, Lambert, is there any big surprises oh. here? I've got a surprise. You know, there's so many people I want to put at 10. Uh, Gronk, Ian Thomas, um, Hayden Hurst. I love Ian Thomas. I hate I that kinda, you brought him up because I mm. – I really want to put Herndon in there too, but I can't. I'm just going to put – God Goddard in there, um, just because that that offense runs two tight end sets pretty well, um, and I think they're going to continue to do it. And he's he's so good. Hey, Goddard is very good. If Zach Ertz gets hurt, Goddard's t- a top five tight end, in my opinion. But I digress. Number ten for me. I really wanted to go Ian Thomas because I've been pumping Ian Thomas up. Don't laugh, PJ. I'm, I was good that time, actually. Okay, that's good. I, but I've been pumping Ian Thomas up. <laughs> I knew it. I, I've been touting his name pretty much all off season, But until he actually finishes in the top 10, I'm going to keep him out of the top 10, even though the same should go for this guy, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is is my number 10. On that team in Atlanta, where Calvin Ridley has, has yet to really assert himself as a top wide receiver in the game, we all know Julio is. Todd Gurley's there too. So that's going to cut into everyone a little bit, in my opinion, because he's a good he's a good pass catcher. But Hayden Hurst is is basically thrust. No laughs on that one. Thrust into that old Austin Hooper role. And, and it's fruitful. Like, Matt Ryan targets the tight end as of the last couple years, and Hayden Hurst goes in there as a highly athletic, more athletic than Austin Hooper, tight end. That's kind of a – I wouldn't call him an absolute bust because Mark Andrews basically took his job because he couldn't stay healthy. But when healthy, Hayden Hurst has talent. So Hayden Hurst is like one of those high upside, go grab him if you can afford him kind of guys to me so I, I think he can finish top 10 as well omissions i hated to leave hunter henry out absolutely hated it but the the proof that he is going to stay healthy is just it, it it's almost non-existent so i could not put hunter henry there whatsoever tj hawkinson would be a nice well, I, name. I hated to leave him out too but man that offense just doesn't use the tight end it it's, doesn't and i and i don't know that it ever will not to mention he's on the covid slash you know, IR list right now. Yeah. So, you know, when's he going to get in the reps to be ready to even play? 
on a team where I don't like running backs or tight ends on my fantasy team. So DeAndre Swift, no thank you. I don't care how good you are. TJ Hawkinson, I got to say no thank you until you prove otherwise. Blake Jarwin was interesting in my opinion. He's kind of a breakout candidate in Dallas. Eric Ebron is intriguing to me as well in Pittsburgh. Going to, yeah, going to the Steelers. I mean, that's a, that's probably a honestly a better fit than even the Colts when they had Andrew Luck because Andrew Luck targeted every tight end, every single one of them on the team. So in Pittsburgh, I think Eric Ebron, he, I, Ben Roethlisberger has always enjoyed having a solid tight end to throw to. So the ceiling's kind of kind of high there for Ebron. You mentioned Herndon earlier. The Jets still believe in him a hundred percent, and I, I think the chance is there. I mean, I, it's I there. kept him out of my top ten for a reason, but yeah, it's definitely there. Irv yep. Smith, maybe the possibility could be, could be yep. there for Irv Smith. Uh, Greg Olson in Seattle, I don't really see it. I don't either. Don't see that at all. Uh, there's other OJ Howard. No thanks. Gronk is there. Uh, Jack Doyle. I've never been a Doyle fan. I can't. I, he's not even in the consideration for me. Dawson Knox was okay as a rookie, but not enough to be in consideration for me. And that's kind of where it ends. I, I don't see any other tight ends on this list. Uh, maybe Cole Komet could be a breakout rookie in Chicago. It's hard for a rookie, though. It is. Tight end. It you is. Hardly, you hardly ever see it. Your guy Evan Ingram did he it. He did. Though. And then I was really high on him and sold Mark Andrews away. Yeah. And, and if there is a, a rookie tight end that I do have some faith in over the past handful of years, I mean, Cole Komet is kind of a all-around tight end. He can do it all. Yeah. So if, if he can block well and stay on the field, he's got a chance to be better than most rookies normally would. But that's where it ends for me. Now I do have that Gusecki slot snap usage. 461 yes. times he lined up Holy crap. in the slot. That's insane. How many times did Julian Edelman line up yeah, in the I slot? I don't know. That was, I tried to find uh, Greg Olson's wow. usage because I know that that was the, the the next highest tight end, and I I couldn't for the life of me find it. That really but makes I found me want. Like he only lined up in line 159 times. There's a slot receiver report for 2019. I wonder if it includes tight ends. everybody. Oh, this is different. It's not going to give me what I want. Maybe we, maybe we can, uh, we can. I, we got to find those numbers. I got to find those numbers and see if Mike Gasecki was like a top twenty, you know, guy as far as snap count from the slot goes. That's very interesting to me. All right, I knew it was going to be a short one. It's a short one. Tight ends never that exciting to talk about, anyways, because well, they're tight ends. So you said tight ends. Jesus Christ, my God. Yep. Good good note to end the show on. <laughs> PJ, poop, fart, and pee. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.